everybody, it's Fabs, and welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Podcast with yours truly. Uh, my guy Alex is behind the virtual glass, as he is every show, but we've got a special treat today. My guy, Billy Enright from Sports Illustrated, joining the program. Bill, what's going on, man? You getting fired up for the G-Men? I don't know how special it is for, for your audience for, to have me, but I feel uh, honored that you that you invited me on the podcast today. Come on. Very special. Uh, and, and Toss is... Uh, Welcomed you in with uh, with open arms and a Dallas Cowboys hat to boot. Uh, if you didn't know, Bill is a Giants fan, so um, he's had a little bit of a rough start to the season. Uh, we're going to be able to talk about the Giants and the 49ers. We're going to go through all of your starts and sits for week three. But to begin with, let's start with Cam Akers. Uh, the big news that broke on Wednesday, Cam Akers traded from the LA Rams to the Minnesota Vikings. And all we need is another backfield committee in the league to make us absolutely just insane, Bill. But that's what we're staring at right now. What do you think uh, of this Acres situation and how he's going to affect Alexander Madison? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not surprised that Cam Akers got traded. I, I thought it would have happened last year. We knew that Sean McVay and, and Akers had some kind of ruffling or fight or breakup. Um, he was away from the team for a little bit, but then he came back and – it was just a really weird situation. We never got any insight into what happened. And already he was a healthy scratch in week two, uh, had a miserable game in week one. And so I'm not surprised to see the Rams trade him. Now that he's with the Vikings, though, if you have Alexander Madison on your team, you're obviously very, very frustrated because you're expecting Madison to be the guy. And, of course, the Vikings put out a report today saying, oh, well, we still have complete faith in Alexander Madison. Well, then why would you bring in another running back to steal carries and to steal snaps from him. So Madison had a rough game on Thursday night. He had a bunch of fumbles. Uh, you know, it's it's his job to protect the football. And the one of the Vikings do the, the the few days after he he puts the ball on the carpet a couple of times, they go and trade for another running back. So they could tell us that he has all the comp they have all the confidence in the world in him, but their actions are telling us something completely different. Yeah, no question. I, I think he could still play Madison this weekend. I don't know. What the situation is will be with Akers. Now he he did uh, play under Kevin O'Connell in LA for a little bit, so he knows the offense. I think you're okay with Madison this weekend, and the matchup's really good against the Chargers. After that, um, good luck. Uh, and those of us who have Madison, and I have a few shares, not real pleased, but it's sort of a league-wide issue right now with running backs. There are not that many good ones, and even the good ones uh, in some cases are not performing up to expectations. So. Uh, Cam Akers going to the Vikings. I think he's got a shot to be the starter if he outperforms Madison at some point during the season. Overall, it's going to be a committee, and uh, it's going to be hard to decipher who's going to be the guy to start on a weekly basis. Uh, so another Exeteran headache situation for fantasy managers. Uh, let's let's go on to Thursday night football. The G-Men. Bill's G-Men against the 49ers. Uh, right now, the point spread is 10 the Niners are a 10-point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. Uh, the Giants are plus 425 on the money line, and the Niners at minus 575. Uh, just a couple of notes here going into the game. Daniel Jones is 1-10 in 10 in primetime games. It's the worst record of any quarterback who started at least 10 games in primetime since 1970. Uh, the Giants are 5-6 and six against the spread in those games, and the under has come in seven times. Jones in those games, 13.9 fantasy points. Not good. Um, you don't want to start Daniel Jones in this game. Uh, Brock Purdy is 3-0 against the spread at home. 
He's five and two against the spread overall. Uh, I think you can smell what I'm cooking here. The Niners are nine and two against the spread in their last 11 home games. And they're two and oh against the spread in their last two home games as double digit favorites. Uh, Bill, you got anything to say about your G-Men's chances in Thursday's game? It's really (laughs) terrible when you're a Giants fan to not have Saquon Barkley tonight, but it's okay if it's on a one o'clock Eastern time and it's Sunday and they get blown out because it's not nationally televised. Um, there's, you know, five or six other games happening at the same time. There's not that much focus or attention on it, but I fully expect the giants to get blown out tonight. It pains me to say it, but I'm a realist, but the fact that it's on a national stage and every NFL fan is going to be watching and they all go to Twitter and the memes start coming out and all that focus, that hyper focus on one game. And we saw it on Sunday night when the Giants played the Cowboys and the Cowboys spanked them. And we're going to see it again uh, Thursday night football with the 49ers just taking it to the Giants. And I just get so frustrated as a fan because the whole world watches tonight. And it's not just one of many games. It's the only game. And that draws a a lot of attention. And the social media nuts are going to go crazy. And I might break a few expensive things in my house. So I do expect the 49ers to win easily and i think there's going to be a lot of good playmakers for fantasy on the san francisco side of the ball could be worse you could be a jets fan uh toss uh, is there any giant we're starting in this game outside of darren waller i mean maybe matt burita if you're desperate i i mean i took a flyer on hodgins last week and it worked out for me um i'm in a league with a lot of other people so i have to i have to get creative with it maybe if they go down big early daniel jones you know tries to throw them back into the game in the second half and um, you know, a, a guy like, like Slayton might catch a touchdown pass or Hyatt, but those are only in, you know, 14 man leagues, DFS plays, um, outside of that, I'm, I'm not touching any of the giants. I am staying away from Brita though, because, um, Breedson, their guard is out. Andrew Thomas is out. Um, and of course Saquon's out, but, but those two crucial offensive linemen, it's going to be a tough day for Matt Brita, who's already an undersized back. Um, yeah. and that, that defensive front for the 49ers is, they're nasty. Yeah, the, the, the revenge game narrative is fun, but I don't think it's going to really do anybody any good for Brita in this game. No, no. Uh, on Thursday, the Niners side, I mean, it's kind of chalk. You're starting everybody. You're yeah. starting McCaffrey. You're starting Debo. You're starting Ayuk. You're starting Kittle, although Ayuk is a little banged up. You're starting Jake Moody. You're starting the 49ers defense. Uh, everybody is a go. Bill, what are you looking at for player props in this game? I'm going with a hat trick on George Kittle. Over 42 and a half receiving yards at minus 130. Over three and a half catches and a George Kittle anytime touchdown at plus 180. Giants historically bad defense against tight ends. Zach Ertz and Trey McBride, they combined for eight catches, something like 88 yards, 87 yards last week with Josh Dobbs at at quarterback. So Brock Purdy and George Kittle will have a very special connection tonight. And I think Kittle has his fantasy breakout game that a lot of fantasy players that drafted him as a top five tight end, they're going to get that from him tonight against the Giants. And then uh, Alex brought it up. Jalen Hyatt, anytime touchdown. I I agree. I think the Giants will have to throw a lot in the second half. Hyatt is the person or the player that got that uh, comeback started in the second half of the game in week two. His anytime touchdown pays at plus 750. You throw down a couple bucks, that's a huge return on investment without uh, a whole lot of risk in order to make a nice little profit there. So I like the hat trick for George Kittle, and then I like Jalen Hyatt anytime touchdown. Uh, Jen Piacenti, uh, of course, our pal, the princess of props over at Sports Illustrated. 
likes Daniel Jones uh, over the rushing yards total. She likes Brock Purdy under the passing yards total uh, and Christian McCaffrey over on his rushing yards total. So you guys can go in uh, and put a little cheese down on Bill and Jen's predictions and uh, take home a little cash uh, on Thursday night. So not likely the best game on the slate this week. There are many more that will be far more plentiful from a fantasy perspective. Uh, so let's get into some of the starts and sits for week three. And I'm going to start off at the quarterback position and I'm going to start off with Jared Goff. And at this point, it's kind of low hanging fruit. When Jared Goff plays at home, you start him. I, I, listen, multiple touchdown passes in all but one of his last 10 home games. And even in that game, he had 17 points. Uh, Atlanta's defense is no great shakes. This is going to end up being potentially a high scoring affair. Jared Goff should be started ahead of Justin Fields and Joe Burrow this week. Um, just it's, it's crazy town, but that's where we're in right now. Dak Prescott against the Cardinals. Their defense is not good. They gave up 30 to Daniel Jones last week. Let's keep that in mind. And unless the Cowboys are crushing the Cardinals, which is totally in the cards, uh, no pun intended. I think Dak has a big game. Um, you know, you could, you know, get 15, 14 points. If the Cowboys are way ahead, they run the ball in the second half, but, uh, this is a good spot for Dak. Two is in a good spot against uh, the Broncos, who gave up a big number to Sam Howell last week. Uh, you also got to like Kirk Cousins at home against the Lightning Bolts. Cousins is very good in, in Minneapolis. I almost said at the Metrodome. I'm uh, just dating myself there. And, um, Bill, I want to get your opinion on this one. I know Deshaun Watson is not really playing very well. He had a really good fantasy game in week one and then a garbage one on Monday night. The Titans' defense is bad against the pass, though. I think you could do worse than Deshaun Watson this week. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people that drafted Watson were expecting like his magical season with the Texans when he was an MVP candidate. That's just not the same player anymore, yeah. uh, especially without Nick Chubb having a, a monster threat in the rushing attack where defenses have to focus on that as well. Amari Cooper, still a viable wide receiver. I think a low-end wide receiver, one. High-end wide receiver, two, whatever way you're starting him. Uh, Eli, Mitch, uh, Eli Moore didn't really do a whole lot, although he did get a lot of targets. David Njoku. He's a hit or miss tight end. But outside exactly. of that, those three guys, I mean, it's really just Amari Cooper in that passing game. And then no one else you can really rely on. And that's a problem for Deshaun Watson. So maybe he runs a little bit more like we saw him do in week one when he had that rushing touchdown and that boosted his fantasy stats. But I think you're looking for another option, if not necessarily to start right now in week three. But if you have Watson as your only quarterback, you, you certainly have to be a little concerned. No question. At least the matchup. I love Amari Cooper this week, too. I mean, that's, you know, low-hanging fruit. It's Amari Cooper, but uh, he should smash. Tennessee's awful against perimeter receivers. So, uh, but I mean, I've got Watson. I'm going to play him. And you, you cross your fingers. But right now, the best thing about the Browns is them cool, old-school white uniforms and helmets they wore a lot. Those things are awesome. Um, if you're a Browns fan right now, and I've got some friends who are Browns fans, some very prominent friends who are Browns fans, they ain't real thrilled with Deshaun Watson and everything they had to trade to get him in $230 million guaranteed dollars. But it's early in the season. Now for the Sidham quarterbacks. I, I, I can't, I don't know how you play Justin Fields. I mean, I, I am in a league, I got to play him. It's a high stakes league. I, I, my backup is Kenny Pickett. I ain't playing him. Uh, I, I, he, Justin, they, they've had five designed runs for Justin Fields so far this year. Like, how the flip do you do that? that, that that's his strength. He's an awful passer. Like he completes 60% of his balls. And we know this. And uh, the Bears are, it's a dumb franchise. I'm sorry. 
Um, I'm, I'm not going to go down that uh, down that rabbit hole. Seth Rollins would probably come over and kick my ass for talking trash about the Bears, but I can't play Fields. And the Chiefs have been good against quarterbacks the first couple of weeks. Listen, if you have Dak, if you have Tua, uh, if you have Goff, Fields is on your bench. He's on your bench. He's absolutely on your bench. Uh, same with Joe Burrow. And right now, we don't know exactly what the status of Joe Burrow is. And, like, we may not know until the end of the weekend because they play on Monday. You can't wait. I'm in a 2QB league. I had to pick up Jake Browning because my third quarterback is Kyler Murray. And I'm going to get anything from him. So, like, I'm screwed. So, like, I, I, I had to pick up Jake Browning, and I may have to play him. But that's in a different sort of league. In a traditional league, listen, if you got to play – Pickett or Sam Howell this week over Burrow, and you got to do it. I can't play him. He's hurt. He hadn't been good. Um, I, and this has nothing to do with the matchup either. It's just risk. It's just risk. Bill, where are you on Burrow? I, I'm kind of surprised that they're even considering playing him at this point. They should just rest him. They really it's, should. I, I That's what I think. It's the same injury that he dealt with all summer that kept him out of the preseason, kept him out of training camp. He aggravated that same calf injury. Put him on the shelf. Leave him on ice for one or two games. You have to try to win one of those two games because you're you're, you're having an awful start to the season and you have big-time playoff aspirations. But you're not even going to sniff the playoffs or do anything in the playoffs if Joe Burrow is hurt. So why not rest him a little bit, give him one or two games off, let him try to mend that calf injury, and then hopefully he comes back, and hopefully Cincinnati isn't 0-4 at that time. And my 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 Jamar Chase shares uh, are, are crying right now uh, over the, the possibility of Burrow missing time. Um, other quarterbacks that you want to fade this week, Matt Stafford. He hadn't played terrible. I mean, his wide receivers are putting up bonkers numbers, but he hasn't. Uh, Jordan Love's been great. Three touchdowns and over 20 points in two straight games. Got the Saints. The Saints defense is wicked good. They're good. So I'm not playing George. Yeah, I mean they're really good. I'm not playing. I'm not playing Derek Carr either against Green Bay. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Green Bay's defense is also good, and Mac Jones. I'm not playing him. Low-hanging fruit uh, on the Sidham side against the Jets. Uh, even in the two QB league, I think he's a bit of a risk. I know Dak had a good game against them last week, but that's Dak. Uh, it's not Mac Jones. Moving on to the running backs, Bill and Tosh. You can jump in here too. Have you guys ever seen or can remember? a time when the running back position was in worse shape. I, I feel like we say that every year regarding. Yeah, but did, I mean, Bill, I, I, between the injuries and the guys that we drafted highly that are just not producing. Yeah. I, I think Kyron, Kyron Williams is like the number two front. Fantasy number two. Back. Yeah. That, number that's, two. It's crazy. That's right? incredible. I mean, that, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So no Saquon Barkley, no Nick Chubb, no Austin Eckler. Um, guys that uh, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery's hurt. David Montgomery uh, Jones is hurt. Yes. Jamal Williams is hurt. Like I mean, I keep going. Josh it's Jacobs rough. stinks. I, you know, like Joe Mixon is mad. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it's it, bad. It, it's, it's tough out there. I think the zero running back people are are pretty hyped right now. But I had someone. Zero, I, even the zero running back people are in trouble though too. Go ahead, Toss. I was just gonna say I had someone in one of my leagues full point PPR. Offer me straight up Joe Mixon for CD Lamb, and I was like, "What are? Look, I need running backs in that league, but I'm I'm not willing to give up a top seven wide receiver, in my yeah. opinion, in the NFL for your for a high volume back who might be playing with Jake Browning. Like, I, 
I understand the offensive line is working well, but that's just at the point where he had some amount of leverage to even offer that trade in the first place because the running backs are so slim. Running backs are gold right now. If you got a good one, if you have depth, I mean, you gotta, you gotta rob somebody in a trade. Um, and, And the problem is that the zero RB crowd hello, I'm in that crowd this year. The guys that we drafted to be our starters have sucked too. Madison's not been good. Now he's going to be in a committee with Akers, who we also drafted in that round five to eight area. He's uh, Khalil Herbert. I mean, he hadn't done anything. Like it's just, it's been awful. Najee Harris stinks all of a sudden, but we're going to talk about him in a second. (laughs) Yeah, Fabs, have you you ever had a stardom grouping of running backs that you have not liked as players as much as I'm looking at right now? I mean, your your list is, I know guys that you don't like whatsoever. I know. From a talent standpoint. Yeah, I and look and we'll get to the Sidham running backs too. And I, I can't even call it Stardom and Sidham when it comes to running backs. It's like Stardom and Stardom and Prey, because I don't know. Like you have to play these guys. So Kyron Williams, second best running back after two weeks, got to play him. Volume is there. No Cam Akers. He's a must start. Uh, and that's Kyron flipping Williams. Kyron Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, great matchup against the Bears. They can't stop the run. Stardom. He's a flex. I've got Najee Harris as a start. What's up? Pacheco's hurt too right now. Yeah, Pacheco's banged up too. Obviously, got to keep tabs on his status. Um, and if he doesn't go, then I mean, it could be Jarek McKinnon to the moon or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, we'll see. Bounce back game for Ceh. I'm calling. Yeah. I'm calling. Oh I man, like yeah. <laughs> he may be a good play if, if Pacheco can't go. Um, I've got Najee Harris as a start because the Raiders are so bad against the run. Like, if he can't do it against the Raiders, then we may as well just put him on the waiver wire because that'll be the end. That'll so be the end. If you drafted Najee Harris, you probably handcuffed Jalen Warren. Is there any scenario where you would start them both this week? Uh, if I yeah, if I have Nick Chubb and I, I'm, right. I'm screwed, and, and I have maybe Alexander Madison's my my number two. I mean, if possible, Jalen Warren's good. I, I made the comparison earlier in the week. Well, Jer- Jalen Warren is to Tony Pollard what uh, you know Zeke is to Najee last year with the Cowboys. Just Warren looks better. Yeah. He just looks better. I'm starting Miles Sanders, and I hate Miles Sanders. Not as a human being. I'm sure he's a great guy. He stinks. He is the he's the most overrated running back, and he had a stink bomb last week, but he's got a really good matchup against Seattle. And you know that Miles Sanders is going to always have like three, four really good games. This might be the week where he has a good one. If I've got Alexander Madison, I'm going to play him this week as a flex against the Chargers. The matchup's really good. Yeah. And I don't know that Cam Akers is going to get a lot of burn this week. Uh, Joshua Kelly, if Austin Eckler can't play – Vikings defense, they gave up 175 rushing yards to DeAndre Swift last week. So that's that's not a good unit. Uh, Brian Robinson, Raheem Mostert, Gus Edwards, all stardoms. Um, Now the sit running backs, and I say, I'll say, this is stardom and pray. (laughs) James Conner's got our beloved Dallas Cowboys toss. I mean, their defense is nasty right now. The best in the league. The best in the league. I've got Conner, i got to play him. I'm going to cross my fingers that he gets into the end zone once. Damian Pierce has been awful. Fewer than three yards per carry. He's only broken two tackles so far, and that's his game. He's a strong runner, and if they get behind again by the Jags, guess what? It's going to be another bad game for Damian Pierce. Jerome Ford, who you just picked up off the waiver wire and probably spent like 90% of your budget on, or maybe not 90, but a lot of it, you've got to play him. But the Tennessee Titans are one of the best run defenses in the league. So I don't know how much he's going to produce. And Dalvin Cook, hey, guys. Dalvin Cook, I saw, got cut in one of my leagues. Got cut. And I can't even pick him up 
because I need the players I have on my roster. I can't even pick them up. And I don't know if I want to, you know, I, I've said it before. I don't think he's washed, but he's in the laundry basket. And so I, I, Dalvin Cook looks awful. He's got the Patriots. And then another guy, Zach Moss, who was like one of the big pickups off the waiver wire this week. And you probably got to play him Ravens. This is going to be a tough matchup. You know, Zach Moss ain't facing Houston this week. Bill, your thoughts. I think a lot of those running backs, a lot of the people with those running backs that you mentioned, you're right. Like they're startable any other week. They just have awful matchups this week, awful, brutal matchups this week, but the volume will probably be there for guys like Zach Moss, James Conner, Najee Harris. We're expecting all of them to still you gotta hope for a touchdown. You got to hope for right. a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. You just got to hope for a touchdown because the volume will be there, but they might have like a 2.3 yard per carry average. Yeah. So falling into the end zone by sheer luck might Fine. boost your fantasy stats a little bit. I'll take a Jerome Bettis stat line this week. A touchdown and, you know, 2.5 yards per carry at the end of yeah. his career. Um, let's move on to the wide receivers here. And I like Michael Pittman Jr. against the Ravens. The Ravens have, have really given it up to wide receivers so far this year. 11-plus uh, fantasy points to four receivers. They gave up almost 30 to T. Higgins last week. This is a good matchup, and I don't care who the quarterback is. Uh, and it's probably going to be Minshew. Do you have, uh, do, you just, have a pre, do you have a preference on the quarterback? I mean, I'd rather I, Richardson's just amazing. Um, he's the second coming of Cam, it seems. Uh, although I said that about Josh Allen too. I, I I'd rather have Richardson. I don't mind Gardner Minshew. He's he's one of the better backups in the league. So I'm, I, I'm, I think if you have I'm Pittman, I, I think you might rather have Minshew, but no, I, because of his passing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm good either way. Hell, in week one with Anthony Richardson under center, Pittman had a really good game. So yeah. um, I, I don't mind either way. Zay Flowers against the Colts. Uh, OBJ's banged up right now. They've allowed 13 more points to five different wide receivers so far this year, the Colts have. So uh, start Zay Flowers. Uh, Drake London, I, he may be like the guy that I'm wrong about every week. I loved him in week one and he sucked. I yeah. hated him in week two and he was good. I love him against Detroit. I listen, the stats are the stats. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the Drake London jinx. Uh, maybe I am. I don't know. The Lions have given up the third most points to wide receivers to start of last season. Uh, they're giving up 40 a game to wide receivers this year. I think he's a wide receiver three flex. Um, and if he has a bad game, I will. I'm the jinx. It'll, it'll be on me. Uh, Mike Williams. I like him for the second straight week against the Vikings. Eight catches last week. I think he has a big game this week against Minnesota. There's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. So let's start Jordan Addison as well against the Lightning Bolts. Um, they have given up 10-plus points to five different wide receivers in the first two games. And, of course, Tyreek lit them up like a Christmas tree in the opener. Uh, Gabe Davis, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, also some guys I like this week. Uh, Bill, you got any wide receivers that you're high on this weekend? So you mentioned Zay Flowers. I'm in on his uh, over 48 and a half, especially if Odell Beckham Jr. is out. Yeah, that's a good I one. I love the fact that you brought up the Vikings – um, and Chargers game because I think Keenan Allen over 74 and a half. He's gone over that mark in seven in seven of his last 10 games. Uh, and if you give me a second here, I'm looking up Mike Williams too. Over 61 and a half. I'm taking that as well. The Vikings, they, they, they just their secondary is almost as bad as the Chargers secondary. We saw Devonta Smith had a big game against the Vikings. We saw Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Traylon Burks had a huge game against the Chargers. So I'm eyeing up a lot of the receivers in that game. Justin Jefferson's prop is at 102 and a half. I, I, I think he's, I, I know it's a big number, but I think he goes over it just because of how bad the Chargers secondary has been so far. 
that's going to be a fun game to watch from a fantasy standpoint. And um, also, I, I wish the Vikings would be wearing those old throwbacks because those things are glorious. You put those up against the Chargers throwbacks, oh, it's that's just uniform gold. Um, the Sidham wide receivers. Everyone's going to start Christian Kirk this week, and they're all going to be pissed at the end of the weekend. The Jaguars wide receivers, they have three good ones. One really good one in Ridley, obviously. Christian Kirk's a very good wide receiver. It's going to go like one week it'll be Kirk, one week it'll be Ridley, then you know Zay, Zay Jones will be jumping in there. This is not a good matchup for Kirk. Last year in two games against Houston, 6.2 combined points, and the Texans have allowed the second fewest points to slot receivers since last year. Okay. So before you get crazy on Christian Kirk, just keep in mind the matchup's not great. Uh, Corlin Sutton could be a negative game script situation where he puts up some points, but the Dolphins haven't allowed more than 14.2 points to a wide receiver so far this year. Michael Thomas, who I, there's a few leagues I got to play him. Uh, I do worry that maybe Jael Alexander is going to be covering him and not um, Chris Olave. And the Packers are tough at home against wide receivers. They've allowed the six fewest fantasy points overall. So keep that in mind. I hope and then that's don't the case, go facing right? not waterfalls, but Sky Moore. Uh, I don't even remember who did that song. Um, but, uh, DLC, dude. What, what are we who? doing? Don't go chasing TLC. waterfalls. Who is that one? Yeah. Who? TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Great album. Uh, do you guys know me at all? Um, come on, man. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but Skymore had a good game last week, but he only had four targets. And the Bears are not terrible against wide receivers. So just, just keep that in mind. Don't chase the points with Skymore. And then Juju... Hey, Bill, are we cutting Juju at this point? Like, yes, I, I think we're cutting him, right? I mean, he's yes. got the Jets. You're not playing him. Is there a Jets wide receiver that you trust? No. But I think Juju might be a guy that we're kind of out on, right? Um, I, I, I can't start Juju. And Mac Jones actually looks pretty good. Um, he's hitting pretty his funny, tight ends. Yeah. He's hitting some other wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne had a really good game. Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated's NFL insider, put out a report that, like, Juju Smith-Schuster's knee can explode at any second. I don't know. I don't know if that's hyperbole, Um, but apparently there's like some injury concern there that it's like a ticking time bomb. So I don't know the Patriots. I know they gave them a lot of money this off season, but there are several other Patriots playmakers that I'd rather have uh, in my lineup than uh, at this point than, than Juju Smith Schuster, which is a shame because I root for him. I know he plays fantasy. He's a big gamer. He seems like a good guy. has a really good story. A lot of siblings growing up and, all one so I, I root for guys like that, but I think at this point in his career, and, and I think it's his eighth NFL season, it's just a little bit uh too risky for fantasy. Yeah, um, and that's probably gonna be a low scoring game too. All right, move on finally to the tight ends. I'm playing Jake Ferguson this week against the Cardinals. They're not good against tight ends. Ferguson had seven targets in week one. He scored a touchdown last week. So I think this is a good week to start Jake Ferguson at what is a very volatile position at tight end. Hunter Henry. Like, all of a sudden, Bill O'Brien's the OC, and Hunter Henry's back to being a stud tight end. He's been great the first two weeks. I know the matchup's not great against the Jets, but they've actually allowed two touchdowns to tight ends this year. So keep that in mind. They gave up a touchdown to, I believe it was Dawson Knox in week one, and then Ferguson scored against him last week. So I like Henry. Uh, Pat Fryermuth had a bad game on Monday night. I totally get it, but it's the Raiders. Uh, Their defense has allowed eight touchdowns to tight ends since the start of last year. So Fryermuth, I still think, is in play. I love Sam Laporta this week against Atlanta. Forget about the whole rookie tight ends. Don't put up good numbers. Typically, that's the case. And it looks like he's the exception to the rule this season. Uh, and he's running a lot of routes. He's playing a lot of snaps. Uh, and this is going to be a high-scoring game. My sit tight ends, I, again, there's like it, it's so hard because if you've got a good tight end who's getting targeted and running routes, 
it's hard to bench him. Chicken Conco, I so desperately want to get chicken with it, I can't. I, I, two games, he hasn't done much. The Browns defense is really good. They just held prime with the next to nothing on Monday night. Uh, so And only two touchdowns allowed since the start of last year to tight ends. So Chig's a sit him. Uh, Luke Musgrave against the Saints, that's a sit. I don't like many Packers this week. Uh, Dawson Knox, Cole Komet, both on my sit him list. Again, it, tight end is rough. It, tight, tight end is, is not as bad as running back um, right now because we have to start two running backs every week at least. Um, and But tight end is a very difficult position. Uh, Bill, what are your thoughts on Darren Waller against the Niners? And give us your thoughts on some other tight ends that you might like or not like. Darren Waller, probably the only startable Giants player in fantasy, even though I like Jalen Hyatt to maybe get into the end zone. It's really just the odds that are so enticing there, plus 750. So from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not starting that Breda. Uh, I'm not starting any of the Giants wide receivers. Darren Waller is the only one. And if you drafted him, you probably drafted him thinking he was going to be a top five tight end. You probably don't have a backup. So you have to almost start him, even though it's going to be a, a tough matchup. Uh, yeah. Jake Ferguson, you mentioned him. I know some of the other Cowboy tight ends got some red zone looks and, and, and got a couple of targets, but Ferguson's really dominating that snap percentage for them. I expect big things from him. I dropped Pat Fryermuth in the league that I have Ferguson to pick up Zach Ertz. So between those those two, I, I kind of think they, they, they Ferguson could develop into what Zach Ertz is now, right? Consistent volume, 8 to 10 targets a game, 4 to 5 catches, you get 50 yards, boom, you got 10 points in a PPR league. I think Ferguson can become that. Last week, his stats looked good because he did find the end zone, but we know that Brandon Cooks is out. Michael Gallup, to me, is, is still a one-trick pony. So for the passing game, it's CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, and I think Jake Ferguson can really take on a much larger role in that Cowboys offense, and you mentioned all the stats against the Cardinals there, um, how bad they are against the tight end. Some of the other tight ends, though, I mean – I don't know. Listen, Jamal Williams is out. Alvin Kamara is still suspended. Why can't this be another Taysom Hill game where he runs the ball for 60 yards or he finds the end zone? That's the kind of opportunity where if you want to take a risk on a guy like Taysom Hill, th this is the week to do it. Kendra Miller has not started an NFL game. He's still dealing with a hamstring injury, even though he's practicing at this point. But look for the Saints to get a little creative with Taysom Hill, that Swiss Army knife. That could be a tight end streamer for this week and, and, and it could come with a pretty good reward. Love it. Toss any final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you, I think I'm riding with bill here on just the fryer uh, just temperature check right now. I know you have him as a stardom uh, fabs, but I'm, I'm getting worried as a, as a fryer owner in a couple of leagues, he's got five targets through two games. Second game, they didn't have Deontay Johnson. Right. They were down, they were passing. Um, it looked, it was a good game for George Pickens. I think this week and going forward in this season will be favorable for, for George Pickens, just from a matchup standpoint and production standpoint and fantasy. But I'm at the point where I might explore other options week in, week out. Friar to me is not a must start. It looks like he's only targeted in the red zone at this I point. I think this so is he's not. Yeah. This, this is the week. I mean, they played the Niners and the Browns. They have good defenses. Sure. The Raiders defense is not good. If he doesn't do it this week, just like Najee Harris it might be time to jump ship uh, either via dropping a player altogether, which you wouldn't do with Najee, or maybe trying to cut bait uh, with a trade. Uh, guys, you're the best. Bill, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Believe Fantasy Football Show uh, with myself, your friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst, Toss. 
You are the man. And everybody out there, make sure you're checking out Sports Illustrated for all of your fantasy football and DFS needs. We've got myself, Bill Enright, Jen Piacenti, Kyle Wood, Craig Allenport. Everybody's out there kicking ass, taking names. Uh, and we've got the best team in the business. So make sure you're checking that out on a regular basis. We will be back here on Tuesday next week going through all of the week three madness, which I'm sure is going to ensue. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you soon. Oh, 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 o